Goosebumps number 41, Bad Hair Day by R.L. Stein. He's no Easter Benny. Pick a scare, any scare. Trick cards, floating scarves, disappearing doves. Tim Swanson loves magic tricks. Someday he wants to be a real magician, just like his all-time favorite hero, Amazo. But then Tim goes to Amazo's show and he finds out his idol is a total grump. That's when Tim decides to steal the bag of tricks. Amazo's bag of secret tricks. A scary tricks. The one with the multiplying red balls and all those hissing snakes. Listener beware. You're in for a scare. kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. and all as well. Oh, wow. That sounds like magic. Speaking of magic, welcome to Bad Hair Day. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. We're the Goosebumps Podcast. And oh no, you guys, we're having such a bad hair day. Aw. Please don't take my picture. Nay, you can take my picture. (laughs) Um, We love Goosebumps. I'm Daniel Montgomery. Hi, we love Goosebumps. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery and Abracadabra, bitch. I just want to take a quick moment, and I know I'm. I know this is gonna t- this is gonna take us to a time and a place. Ooh, and usually we want to leave this podcast timeless, place. but you guys, we just found out about the Goosebumps sequel. For we have to talk about this. Uh, the Goosebumps sequel movie is gonna be Goosebumps Horrorland, and right now it's scheduled to come out on. September 21st, 2018. We'll see if that changes. And we don't know much about it except for Jack Black is supposed to come back and that it's the same writers and same directors. So I'm so excited I'm about so it. Excited. I can't even speak Did you see about it. it. I wasn't going to bring it, it up happen? today because I'm afraid if we talk about it, we're going to talk it out of existence. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Just know, you guys just know, you know how excited we are. Just like think about how excited you think we are. Multiply that by 10, 10, times 10 and that's what how excited we are. In fact, I'm tongue-tied and I can't even. Yes, uh, same. So let's talk about Bad Hair Day. Now, uh, I, you know, sometimes I like to look at the, we talk about the, we usually start off by talking about the cover of the book. Usually. And I was was Googling the cover of this book and I found the French version of the (laughs) The book. The French is creepy. And and, and the French cover is like a, what is it, like a rabbit coming out of a hat? Yeah, but it's like um, a red-eyed bunicular rabbit. Now, I want to, what I actually want to talk about is is the na- the translation of the title of the book. <laughs> is this what you were going to say? No, go ahead though. Uh, the title, the translation of uh, Bad Hair Day in French for the Goosebumps book is, this is not a direct translation obviously, but that the French version is called Le Coup de Lapin, which is uh, roughly translates to the shock of the rabbit. <laughs> but you know, do you know what Le Coup de Lapin actually means in French? What? It, it, it means whiplash, like in a car accident. Oh, the shock of the rabbit. Yes. And you know why they call whiplash in an accident like the shock of the rabbit? Why? Because when you kill a rabbit, the way they do it is they snap the rabbit's head really (gasps) fast so it dies. So this Goosebumps title is a play on words. Oh, wow. So it's like, oh no, it's the scare of the rabbit. It's whiplash. What? I know. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? So for all our French fans out there, les incompetents. 
Oh, you know what I mean? Je t'adore. Comme ci, comme ça. Ah oui. Ah ouais, zutadao. Oh, bienvenue. I just thought that was kind of interesting, just for me. You know how I like words and yeah, boring and things like that. Like the American thing. Again, this is what we have where it's like, you know, Arl Stein's ass came up with like bad hair day for a title. And then he's like, it'll be about magic and rabbits. Like that kind of thing. That's exactly how he speaks. Matthew, let's talk about the cover, please. Okay, Daniel, do you promise? I promise. I so, think that the cover of this book, if you guys haven't seen it, is pretty fucked up. It's kind of crazy. It's just a it's just a rabbit popping out of a hat. But with, it's like a demented looking rabbit with a with lock jaw, like this stretched jaw and these cartoon teeth. And then there's magic really stink are lines teeth. coming out of him. It's true. Magic stink lines. An aggressive, angry rabbit with tiny, like neon yellow eyes. And its teeth are so cartoonishly like 90 degree rectangles. It is, it's comical. It's weird though, because like this, I feel like it's this odd. is the first like cover it. where it, it things, I mean, you know, it, it, it gets super like hyper realistic cartoony because this rabbit looks so freakish. I think it's kind of sexy. Yeah. Let's talk about the colors. Um, The colors are, what would you say they are? I'd say it's a dusty lilac and the, you know, the, uh, as our complimentary color. It's a German mustard yellow brown. I'd say it's more of a, uh, like, it's a baby poop. Yeah, no, it's baby, it's baby shit yellow brown. Um, and that's a choice. You know, that is a choice. Uh, so let's get, let's, let's jump into it. Uh, Bad yeah, Hair Day arrived on March 1996. Mm-hmm. And our protagonist is, uh, is a kid named Tim Swanson. And, and he describes himself as, which is not a cute age, his mother says. Basically, his, his mother says he, he's ugly. You guys, the parents in this book are kind of funny because they're like really unhappy with their lives and they hate their jobs. And there's like parts of the book that are about that and they're, they're constantly in a terrible mood. And it's so funny to have like these deeply unhappy parents. Deeply unhappy. And like Tim's like definitely not the favorite in the family. Like, I mean, spoiler alert, here we go, you guys. Annoying little sister to the nth in this book. She might as well be Tara the Terrible from the Cuckoo Clock of Doom. We have Ginny Swanson here in Bad Hair Day. For serious. And that the parents is not fucking a Jenny, love that's Ginny. a Ginny, by the way. Yeah, the parents fucking love Ginny and like they don't even care about Tim like at all, actually. Well, I want to continue to talk about what Tim looks like he has um he's described himself as having a long nose that curves up like the end of a hot dog that Ginny likes to flick and say <laughs> if you guys think that's like a funny cute little anecdote that they use once in the book that's a lie because literally Ginny flicks his noise is his noise and says noise she flicks his nose and says boing like probably a dozen times in this book it made me sick yeah it made me feel thicked Ginny has long I just want to tell you what she looks like too. She's long, wavy blonde hair, rosy cheeks, and big blue eyes. She's an she's an angel. She looks like a little angel. So Tim is. We start off the book by Tim performing a little magic show in front of his school with some of his friends. Tim loves magic. Jennifer Lopez loves tacos. So his friends are his uh, this girl Sue Mailer and his BFF Foz, which is short for Foster. I don't know. I like best friends in books, especially Goosebumps books, because they're the only ones that I actually read besides Fear Street books that have like weird, stupid names that aren't real names like Hat or Foz. That's one thing I uh, appreciated about the Goosebumps movie is that, you know, he had a, you know, sort of best friend named Champ. Yeah. You know, kind yeah. of a nickname. It's kind of cute. Foz, I love that stuff. I like that stuff too. Is chubby with a brown buzz cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Tim, you know, wants to be a magician, and his, fa- his favorite his favorite magician is this, I guess, Amazo. in town famous, yeah, famous magician Amazo, and he's and I, obsessed with Amazo. I can also see Arl Stein as a little kid. Like he probably, you know, was um, intrigued with magic when he was younger because this this seems to me, and maybe this is coming from a millennial. I, I can't identify with this but like it it seems to me that like this is a real retro thing don't you think to like be into like a magician and magic and the local magician I think so is that a 90s thing I think it's you know I think it's a necessity in a book series a a kids book series of scary things yeah you know it's just gonna happen at some point yeah you know we're we're doing a if we do a ventriloquist dummy we're gonna do an evil magician thing at some point yeah that seems retro it's gotta happen and like what a great sort of figure for the Goosebumps and canon of the of a uh, you know like an evil bunny, we'll and get, we'll get there, guys. This but. is not Amazo's last appearance in the series. Do you remember when he comes back? Um, 
does he come he comes back in not, but not not in the not in the original series no in Goosebumps series 2000 he makes an appearance in number 13 Return to Horrorland he he does he does do you think he'll be in the sequel maybe I, I don't know I bet he won't anyway he's doing this magic show okay you babies listen up this is your lucky day and you know what magic show in front of the school like and Ginny like pops up and ruins the whole show and gives away his trick and that Bitch. and that his you know he, it's like pick a card any card and she's like the, all the cards are the same and then she karate kicks him because she's like in she's like a I don't know does karate or something Ginny you guys straight up fuck her anyway d- sort of dejected Tim leaves, you know, the school to go walk it's to... It's so giving me Terror of the Terrible Tea, am I wrong? No, for reals. He and Foz walk to... Do you... It's spelled M-A-L-I-K. Is that Malik or is that Malik to you? I am I think it's Malik, but I'm going to choose to say Malik. Because that's what they say in the TV Zane episode. Malik. So they go to Malik's Magic Shop, which is just like in town. That to me seems like a sort of like antiquated sort of thing where we're like, we just walk from school to town and walk to the stores in town. Or maybe that's a middle America thing. I wish there were a magic shop that I could walk to, like the magic box from Buffy. Like, wouldn't that be fun? Man. But that's like magic for like witches. This is like magic for like bitches. Wow. So they get to the store, like as they often do after school, and Foz mentions to him, hey, Amazo's doing a magic show tonight at Midnight Mansion. Ooh, okay. You know, this Midnight Mansion is the local like, you know, magic haunt in town. Which here in LA, we have something just like that called the Magic Castle. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, the Magic Castle is not that far from me. If you guys, um, if we have listeners who aren't in Los Angeles, which there definitely are, and lots of them, um, they, um, we have a, uh, a Magic Castle that's literally called the Magic Castle. That's and not it's too, an actual castle. It's and not it's so much fun. You have to be invited to go there. Um, I've been there a couple times, and I was thinking about the Magic Castle when I was reading this, and it's not that far from where we are recording right now, actually. So that is cool. So we are cool, and I just wanted to rub it in. So Mr. Malik, who, you know, it's his magic shop, is a short, fat, bald man with a gravelly voice. Same. And he, they walk in the store and are looking Actually, around at really. stuff. And when they walk in the, st- as they walk, as they walk in the store, Mr. Malik is standing there and has like a sword oh, stab, oh. has been stabbed by a sword. Oh, and it's like, oh no. no, someone called the police. Help, help. And everyone freaks out. And of course, it's just a joke. And it's a trick sword. It's like, you know, like one of those trick swords i guess it's like one of those little trick knives which i have a couple in this apartment i have them too and one time we went to go see what was it like scream 2 or something at the new beverly and i brought a trick knife with me <gasps> you and, did? and yes you were there and the cat was sitting next to me and i pulled it out at one point and stabbed her in the stomach with <gasps> her with it and you said did? was that my date with anthony was that was that that night i can't remember and i said this is called making a move oh my god and that's you, the it, best thing i've ever heard in my life i'm trash i don't remember that but what happened happened is the knife got stuck a little bit and it didn't like go it didn't like go inside itself so it actually really hurt Kat. oh my god you and i'm what? not sorry about it me and my ex-boyfriend how we used to like play fight was so we'd stab each other with knives well <laughs> i have that trick knife that from spook night and and i would get the we would fight. We get to choose who got what weapon, either the Nerf gun or the knife. And what are he, you talking about? This is how we used to like, you know, fight and giggle and play, and we chase each other around the apartment, and try to hit each other with the Nerf gun, or try to stab each other with a fake knife. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so fun when whoever has the knife has more fun because it hurts. Whoever has whoever has the knife had more fun. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a trick knife. I want to. I want to put that in your gravestone. In your gravestone, your tombstone. Whoever has the knife had more fun. Yeah, he uh, saved the world. Anyway, a back lot. back to Mr. Malik, Mr. Malik. Anyway. Tim is like walking around the store trying on like a blue sparkly jacket and is like trying to think of a great name for himself. Swanzo, Swanson the Magnificent and Mr. Malik sort of like walks over and gives them two tickets to Amazo's show which happens to be the very next night which is March 23rd at 
10 p.m. Oh, is that when we should have our Goosebumps party? Oh, there'll be a magic girl. show at the beginning. Okay, what should we okay. have for a Goosebumps party? What treat should we have for the, for this book? We should have carrots because we're rabbits. Okay, we'll have big carrots and we'll, pay, we'll take. Everyone gets a big on. carrot, like a big thick carrot. And you have to snap it in half and say, that's the shock of the rabbit when you walk in. <laughs> <laughs> now you see me, now you don't. Wow, this party's going to be, either this party will be hours long or it'll be about 10 minutes. <laughs> either way, it's going to be the best ever. Do you promise? I promise. So they're like, oh, cool. Thanks for the tickets. Like we can go. It's a school night. Oh, cool. But they take them anyway. Like that's ever stopped anyone before ever. I know, right? Just break out of the house. School's lame. Come on. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, drop out of school. Grades don't matter. Yeah, don't finish school. It doesn't matter. <sighs> Stay and do drugs. Yeah. Do lots of drugs. No, don't do drugs. But Cheat on but tests. Don't do drugs, but <laughs> yeah, do drop cheat. out of school. Steal while you're at it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. Come on. You know I'm kidding. He wasn't kidding about one of those, but we're not going to tell you which one. Mm-mm-mm. March 23rd, 10 p.m. So, uh, Foz and Tim are, you know, there's, I think we all saw this coming, but they they play with like a fake ha- a guillotine. Isn't it guillotine? We've talked about this on this podcast before. before I want to say I guillotine. I think... It's supposed. Listen, this is what I'm going to say, and I swear we have said this on this podcast before, right? Have we had the same conversation while we're drinking Lacroix and they pronounce it Lacroix? <sighs> the thing with guillotine is, I that is the quote correct pronunciation of that of the spelling of that word. If if we're going French, which we are, however, we're. I think that that is incorrect because I should look this up before saying it. But instead, I'm going to look at. I'm not. I'm just going to say it. Do it. That do it drop out of school. <laughs> do it drop out of school. You see, it doesn't matter. Then you can have a podcast and get things wrong. Yeah, yeah. And but there, I think there was a guy that designed the guillotine, guillotine, and hit in his name, like his name was like I don't think it was guillotine. It might have been. And the way you pronounce that guy's name is guillotine. Even though it is, I don't know. Okay. So I don't know which one. What should we say, guillotine or guillotine? We'll go back and forth. I'm gonna look it up, and then I am gonna correct it just for myself and not tell you guys the correct answer. Okay. Okay. So no, I'm gonna look it up right now, and we're gonna take a pause. Okay. All right, I'm back. Cool. So this is it. The inventor of the of the guillotine. Oh. The inventor of the guillotine. The inventor of the guillotine was Dr. Um, Joseph. Mandrakis. What did you say? Dr. Mandrakis. <laughs> That's a way that, when the stranger calls reference. Stop calling Jill, me, you Listen sick. to me. We traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. You hear me? It's coming from inside the house. Oh, girl, I know. Um, is I, I just forgot his first name. I don't know if he's a doctor, though. He just might be Mr. Mandrakis. That's a good movie. Camila oh. Bell. Was Dr. Joseph Ignace uh, Guillotin. Guillotin. Or Guillotin. And, but one source Dr. said it was, the inventor was Dr. Guillot. Now, obviously, the double L is pronounced E, like E, in, um, in French. However, guillotine became an official English word. And once it has become an official English word, it becomes an English word with French origins. However, the English pronunciation is guillotine. Uh. It likened to the word like fine, which is which has a French origin. And in French, that would be pronounced fine. But because it is an English word with French origins, it is technically an English word, which is pronounced fine. So either uh, pronunciation is acceptable. And that has been Daniel's boring grammar corner. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say guillotine. Okay. I'm going to say it. It is an English word with French origins. But if we're going to talk about the inventor, we're going to say Dr. Guillotin. Okay. So there is a trick with this little tr- thing. And uh, Foz, like, oh, I chopped my hand off. And then, I don't know, Foz and Tim, like, were like, oh, Mr. Malik, there's something wrong with the guillotine. And it's like, oh, no, we chopped off Foz's hand. And they scream. And Mr. Malik's like, oh, my God, is everything okay? And they're like, we're just kidding. Now we pulled a trick on you. However, they brought fake blood with them. Okay, both in the book and the television episode, there are, like, pranks or, like, magic tricks with guillotines. It feels so wrong saying that. Um, Say guillotine. 
guillotine with guillotines and in the TV episode, you don't really understand how it worked. You don't really get to see that. In the book, it happens so fast, they don't really explain it either. So, I just vote no for magic tricks or pranks involving tiny, tiny guillotines. Let's move on. Yes. So, Foz is like, girl, I can't go to this magic show tonight. And Tim's like, oh, gosh. I, you know. But he's like, my ass has to go. Amazo is my favorite magician. I have to go to Midnight Mansion to see Amazo's magic and show. Tim's like, Foz, before you go home, remember that tomorrow I'm doing my magic show in my backyard. Make sure you bring your sister Claire's rabbit. I need the rabbit. And Foz is like, fuck you, dude. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that because Claire really loves her rabbit and you're going to lose it. And Tim's like, no way. I promise I won't. He's like, do you promise? And he was like, yes. What do you think happens, guys? Anyway. So that night at dinner, Tim's parents are talking about how much they hate their lives. The mom's like a guidance counselor and she like hates the kids at the school and stuff. And they like don't care that Ginny apparently karate kicked, you know, or karate kicked Tim at school, at school that day. And they're day. like, good. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you've been practicing, sweetie. Good. And he's like, she karate kicked Karate kicked me in front of the school today. They're very good. It's important for girls to defend themselves. And so Tim's like, can I please go to this magic show tomorrow? And they said, absolutely not. It is a school night. Absolutely not. So that night after dinner, Tim's like, and works in his garage on this like trick table with a secret compartment underneath it where he's going to hide, you know, Claire's rabbit and use in his magic show tomorrow. And like, like, it's like a secret compartment where he'll put like a, you know, like a magical top hat or whatever on the table. And then, then underneath the table pull a lever and like the rabbit will rise from under the table and be under the hat or something I don't know don't try to think about it too much because what Daniel just said explains it more than what Arl Stein wrote oh he steps on a pedal instead of pulling a lever okay so anyway Ginny's Ginny's annoying um, that's, all, that's all you really need to know so the next day at um, Tim's magic show Ginny is there and she's like chanting for like Tim has to find some new fans like Ginny's ass cannot even be at these shows anymore do you know what I mean he, Ch- Ginny's like do the rabbit trick do the rabbit trick but but um, Foz isn't there with his sister Claire's rabbit it yet so, so Tim's Tim like, is like totally- stalling and like freaking out and he keeps throughout the whole book Tim is so annoyed with Ginny and keeps telling her well I'm gonna turn you into a rabbit and she's like do the rabbit trick do the rabbit trick so Foz shows up at the last minute and Tim like takes a quick intermission grabs the rabbit and sneaks it under the table when people aren't looking and is like oh I'm the great Timothy and that's what he decides his name is gonna be for the time being and like I am the great Timothy I need everyone's attention I'm gonna make a rabbit appear under this hat abracadabra so abracadabra rabbit 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 appear but there's no rabbit and And then he realizes oh shit i forgot to cover the side part of the compartment so of course claire's rabbit snuck out and like an idiot i forgot so thus begins a wild goose chase of trying to catch this rabbit because like Ginny sees like the rabbit running away she's like there's the rabbit so like all these dumb kids have to like run around trying to find this terrified rabbit and they like run over like through a stream and through the woods to grandma's house and gets like through the woods and Ginny ends up catching him and she like does a karate dive towards it towards the rabbit and says ya he ha how and says kalia I love I love and it it feels it gives me the big cringe that Arl Stein has her yell out loud ya he ha how and do a karate chop in the air and says hiya and grabs the rabbit everybody makes fun of Tim and Foz is very angry Foz is like we're not friends anymore and Tim's like this is the worst I'm like I need new tricks I hate everything so that night he decides you know what I'm gonna sneak out I'm gonna go to the show that's what I'm fuck haters get money so he's almost out the door and all of a sudden somebody says Tim where do you think you're going and he turns around and it's Ginny of course it's Ginny whore and she she says she says I was awake and I you know I heard you or whatever she said I was awake and I was waiting for you to come in my room and turn me into a rabbit and then you came down the stairs and she was like where are you going and he says i'm, I'm going, going to the magic show and Amazo. she says you can't tell you have to promise not to tell and she says the i'm going to tell mom and dad the only way i'm not going to tell mom and dad is if you bring me with you uh, so he's like all right fine so they both hop on their bikes ride through the night to midnight mansion and i want to i want to talk about what midnight mansion is and what it looks like please um it, 
this is this is what Tim says, or Arlstein as Tim says. Midnight Mansion loomed huge and dark at the ed- edge of town. People said that a crazy old woman had lived alone in the mansion for 40 years. She was rich, but so stingy. She wore ragged old clothes and ate nothing but peanut butter right out of the jar. When people tried to visit her, she screamed, Go away! And threw rocks at them. She had about 50 cats. When she, when she died, a businessman bought the mansion and turned it into a nightclub. And it's a spooky old castle made of uh, of sooty black stone. Mm. It's three stories tall with two towers shooting up into my night sky. Wow. And vines crept across the roof. A floodlight through creepy shadows over the house. Wow. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I like that. Sooty black stone sounds like a drag queen. Sooty black stone? Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's performing tonight at Mickey's. Oh, we have to go see her at Midnight Mickey's. Wow. We should come up with Goosebumps drag names. Yeah, we should. I can't think of literally any right now. Nope. But I, I probably will. So they Anything's lock up their, better than the great Timothy. Right. They lock up their bikes. They enter this big hallway lit by crystal chandeliers. You gotta get a chandelier. Shouldn't... Well, if we were gonna say chandelier, which is an English word with a French... Shouldn't we... Who cares? This is another podcast. So they see people dressed in long capes and a woman wearing all black with long black nails and black hair and black lipstick. And I'm like, That's Sooty Blackstone. And, oh, that's her. Yeah. And they come to a heavy red curtain. There's like a thin, tall, bald man in a black tux. I love this description. His pencil neck with dark, hollow eyes. And a long, bony finger points at them and says, where are your parents? They said, um, they're parking. Like, um, um, uh. They're parking. And then and he, pencil neck goes, I don't like it. But all right. And so he ushers them in quickly. They get a table right by the stage. And then the show starts all of a sudden. And they made it. They made their way in. What a thrill. Like, could this happen, though? Yeah. Could this be magic? All right. I guess. I think it could happen, please. So a man appears with a tall top hat, long black hair, a black cape with red satin underneath with a black tux. And you guys know who it is. It's It's amazing. And he, like, gazes at the audience and gives them a good glare and then walks straight over to him and leads towards him and whispers disappear disappear and Tim's like oh what why is this I'm gonna make you disappear at the end of the show I'll ask for volunteers and I'm gonna choose you okay and Tim's like forever and and Jenny's like oh you're gonna disappear forever what am I gonna tell mom and dad this show sounds so sexy and of course the show is amazing of course it is it's amazing and amazo is like mysterious and charming and so funny and he does like crazy tricks like a flock of doves like flying out of his hat and then he threads he puts like 20 needles in his mouth Um, this part is really fucked up and I couldn't believe I was reading this shit he literally puts 20 needles in his mouth and and chews them and chews it real good and then opens his mouth and pulls out 20 needles that have been threaded through a thread it's too scary I don't like it it's too sexy and the whole time he's doing it there's a rabbit sitting on a side table just like watching the whole show and he's just like sitting there and he's so cute do you promise at one point, Mameza turns his black tuxedo into a yellow tuxedo, mm. and I'm like, "What?" You always dress in and yellow. And then eventually, when you he's like, dress I, "Can I gold. ask for a volunteer, please?" And Tim is like, uh, but, uh, but, "And Jenny's like, uh, bitch, that's you." So Tim's like, "I'll volunteer." So Mameza pulls him up on the stage, Disappear. and he's like, "Where are your parents?" And Tim's like, "Um, uh, uh, they got a phone call." And and Mameza's like, "In the middle of the show," and he's like, "Well, that's good because they might st- they might stop st- me from making you to disappear." And he says, "Say goodbye." to your sister and Tim's like oh and Tim's like kind of scared and Amazo like puts him in this black box called the fifth dimension spin-o-rama same that's what I call my bedroom oh my god so and and Amazo spins 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 the box faster and faster Faster he locks Tim in the box spins it faster and faster 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 until the bottom of the box falls open and Tim shoots down a wooden chute and lands on a dirty old mattress and he's in a basement like stuck in a basement with with only the sound of dripping water and there's one lone yellow dirt dirty light bulb and he's like oh my god I fell at the bottom that's how the trick works and you can hear the whole show going from above him but the show ends and he's like oh I'm stuck down here I can't get out and like how do I get out should I just wait so he waits and waits and waits and waits forever and no one shows up to get him and 
when the show's over, he hears people walking out. He's like, what is going on? So he walks across the basement, past like this dirty laundry room, up some rickety stairs, and he finds that he's locked down there in this door. And he's like, how do I get out of here? He pounds and pounds and screams, says, get me out of here, get me out of here. And then he sees, he realizes the door is locked, but he sees that he opens the door just a little bit, that it's that it's like, there's like a little hook and lock that he can sort of see. It's like one of those, you know what I mean? Like, But it's all rickety and rusty that he can probably you haven't seen Split, have you? No, I haven't. There's a moment in Split with like a little hook and a lock that is uh, gave me quite a thrill, and I'm not in sh- I'm not sure was entirely realistic. But like, when is an M Night Shyamalan movie? You know, like, when is one? I, I have every intention of seeing it. I hope by the time this episode comes out that I have seen it. I think you I think you should see it. I want to see it. I think it's important for me that I see as many scary movies as I possibly can. I love Anya Taylor Joy. I'm just really poor right now. I totally understand, and I rented it on iTunes with an iTunes gift card from my mother. Oh. Oh, bish. So he says, all right, well, maybe I can just like push this door open or shove it open or ram my body against it. So he like slams his body against it again and again and Ouch. again. So he Ouch. breaks out of there. He breaks the lock. Break and he's stuck free. in this long, dark corridor. And he sees there's a door at the end of the hall with a star on it with like a little sliver of light. I know what that is. That's amazing. That's dressing room. And he sees that there's a large black case in front of the door and that says property of Amazo. And so he's like, oh my God, that's his, that's his magic trick box. It's his magic trick bag. It's his bag of tricks. Mm. So he knocks it on and the door is like oh hello hello and there's no answer and then he opens the door and like kind of breaks in and sees that there's a white rabbit sitting on a couch by itself and across from the white and he says oh, hello hello is and, anyone in here and right but he sees oh, that across from the couch is that Amazo sitting in a chair just staring at the rabbit and he's like hello it's me it's me and then Amazo says beat it beat, beat, it. beat it punk beat it punk and Tim is like so mortified that he's so rude and in a rush just grabs the magic case and runs out Fuck of there you. and he I'm runs taking through your the magic tricks, you bitch. out the front and he realizes all you the lights are my idol you everyone's bitch. gone and then he gets out front and gets to his bike and then he hears that someone behind him that yells at him to say stop and of course it's Ginny because he totally forgot about Ginny she's How like where have you forget? been I've been looking for you and he's like um um Amazo gave me this bag of tricks he gave me his magic case and Ginny's like uh really and then they see two guards running towards them at top hey, the flashlights and Ginny's like I can't find my bike where's my bike and Tim's like uh it's get over there it's on the edge of the parking lot so they run as fast as they can get on the bikes and try to make it back to their house and like pump and pump and pump their little little fat legs to get back to the house and when they get back Jenny's like I want to see the, what's inside the magic tricks I want to see what's in the case and he's like no 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 I can't we can't do we it have now to wait. and she was like if you don't show me the magic trick box right now I'm going to tell mom and dad everything about tonight he said fine I'll show you but we can't do it right now I'm going to put it in the attic and we'll just open it on we'll Saturday it on when we're Saturday together Saturday and we'll open it together okay yeah. she's like alright fine so he lugs it up to the attic try, and somehow gets away with it without making any noise decides I'm just going to take like a quick peek so he takes a quick peek in the little magic case and when he opens it it explodes in front of him isn't that crazy what a crazy night you guys thank you so much for listening um so i just i'm just liking this pace that's happening you know what i'm saying Mm, it's pretty quick it's pretty fast you guys keeching are you guys keeping up are you guys keeching up (laughs) oh keech in touch so (laughs) so the magic finder's Teachers, the bag losers, of tricks, like it's like it's like a suitcase. I don't know what you call it. A bag, a bag, a box. No, it's like six feet by three feet, and it's a big trunk that we're gonna take to Antarctica so we can go get no, the bottles. Oh, I'm getting my books confused. So he opens the black case. There is like a he finds a little metal disc taped on the inside that makes an explosion noise. I had to effect. like stop and read this twice because I was like, okay, he opened it and it explodes, and then he flies across the room. But I'm like, but it didn't explode. It's just a sound effect. It's just a little metal disc that makes an explosion sound effect. When you open and you're it. telling me that didn't wake your parents come on so he starts pulling out all kinds of cool stuff like trick handcuffs a hypnotizing pocket watch trick cards ropes silk scarves and a small black sack with three sh- with three like little oval shells and a red ball and a silky black tuck stack now this part gave me a real screech yeah this is when it gets nasty so he finds this silky black tucks jacket and he's like I'm gonna put it on so I can feel just like a mazo it's a little too big for him but he don't care so he puts it on but then he feels a little something a little tickle a little a little wiggle 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 wiggle, wiggle. he's like what is he's trying to shake it off and it keeps happening and then a, a, a dirty old snake pops out of the sleeve and it coils around his arm and then he feels another one around the back of his neck and, and it's slimy and it's wriggling and one goes across its back and then snakes start dropping to the floor and they're coiling
swirling around his leg, around his body. Isn't this fucking terrifying? And he tears off the jacket and is like, oh my God. And, and sees that the floor is now littered with, with hissing, hissing, wriggling snakes. And one like comes towards him and they all, all of us, like so many snakes that all of a sudden- Too scary. All at the same time they freeze. I don't freeze. like the other one, mom. And- He's like, they freeze like, and like stop. They freeze and then they stop. Wow. <laughs> and Tim picks one up and realizes that it's just a mechanical rubber snake with glass eyes and has a little wind up key under a rubber flap in its tail. What? Um, what? Oh, wait, we're, hold on really quick. What? And he shoves all the snakes back into the jacket and just closes the kit and is like, oh my gosh, I should return this. Excuse me, I should return this. This is crazy. If only he knew then what he knew now. Bum, bum, bum. So the next morning, mom and dad are again are complaining about their terrible because they day hate their jobs. Going to Maybe have. that's why they slept through everything last night because they hate their jobs so much that they need that sleep at night. And they're like, oh, we feel, they're like, you guys look so tired. And Jenny says, we didn't sleep. We have a secret. And then Tim kicks her. like, shut up, shut up. No, we don't. And then Tim says, no, uh, we don't have a secret. She just says she wants to, uh, a wee pet. Yeah, she wants to get a small pet, a, a wee pet. Yeah, they've been stuttering, I, studying Ireland in school. And so she knows wee means little. So she didn't say secret. She said wee pet. And dad's like, what? I have to go to work. And, and dad's like, like I hate my saying? life. I hate being alive. And Jenny's like, we have a we went to Midnight Mansion last night. Tim made me. And this is so funny because this just happened in Night Living Dummy 3 where it's like, literally Ginny says like, uh, reveals the big secret. And then after that, mom says, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, honey. The water was running. I was washing dishes. What did you say? And Tim said, she said nothing and pulls her aside and is like, Ginny, Ginny, stop it. Just, I know you looked in the kit. I, I, she's like, I peeked up there and I saw a jacket sleeve hanging out of it. So I know you went up there. Well, Jenny's kind of guilty you too if her ass went up there by herself to go check out the deal. Of course. And Tim's like, oh, if there, only there were a way to get back at Jenny. There's the only way you could turn into a motherfucking rabbit. So that, that Saturday, mom and dad go to an antiques show all day. Old. And Tim invites Foz over and, and they set two chairs in front of the magic bag in the attic. And, and Jenny's there too. Dick, dick, and dick, top, dick, And Tim dick, opens dick. it. And there's that sound effect that scares Bum. you know Foz and Ginny very badly, and that scares them so badly they fall off their chairs. You fall, you fall off your, your chair. chair. It's so, so scary. And oh, we 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 did it. And Tim shows the pulls out a black bag with the shells and is like, oh, this is that this is that trick where like you have three shells and a red ball and you put the red ball under one of the shells and then move the shells around a bunch and then say which shell is the ball under, but what you really do is you hide the red ball under your sleeve. This game to me is so satisfying for some reason because I'm imagining these smooth clattering wood bowls and that bouncy bright red ball and I just loved reading about this and yeah, I loved it. So he does that trick and then hides the ball in his sleeve and is like, which one has the ball under it and Foz is like I know I know it's under dat one and the ball is under it and, and Tim's, Tim's like, like that's minute. weird my ass just hid this red ball in my sleeve why there be another red ball there right now he's like let me try it again so he does it again and the same things hap thing happens so now there are three red balls wait what and then Tim, Tim sees that there are then the great Timothy sees that there are red balls not only under one shell but under each shell and then he's like this is crazy so he puts the shells back down and then puts them back up and sees that there are now there are now three balls under each shell meaning that there are nine balls total plus the three I don't know there are a lot of balls happening wow <laughs> I'd rather have red balls than blue balls oh my god I'm just kidding Zane's better than Inzane <laughs> And then he sees that the balls start multiplying like right in front of him, 10, 20, 30 balls. How do they stop? So they shove all the balls into the black sack and tie it right. But the, bo the balls keep multiplying in the sack and they pop, the balls pop out of the sack and they start shooting and popping out of the sack and bouncing all over the, the attic and the uh, attic is covered in bouncing red balls. What a bad around. hair day this is. The game's Mr. Bucket. The first to get their balls into Mr. Bucket wins, but look out, because the balls will pop out of his mouth. Oh, Mr. Bucket, the balls will pop out of my mouth. And Tim tries to shove all the balls into the kit and and like and they just shove there's so many balls everywhere but as he's closing the kit he grabs something just grabs whatever he can to see whatever's next and he sees that it's a flattened top hat so he like pops it open puts it on and Foz is like oh that's a cool hat and that's a, a pity coup. And it's like, that's cool, but like, I'm hungry. Let's get something to eat. It's time for me to eat. And Tim's like, no, 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 let's just... And then 
takes off the hat and a dove flies out. What? And then another dove flies out <gasps> and then another dove and then another dove. And they're like, all these doves start shooting out of the hat. And no, so it's now, multiplying red doves. So now the, the attic is filled with bouncing red balls and so many doves. And all those hissing snakes. And Tim goes to open the case again and the, there's that boom explosion sound effect. This is too much, Red much, balls guys. come spilling out and shooting everywhere. And Tim just grabs a, a wand and a magic wand that's in there and says, everything stop. But it doesn't work. And then the <sighs> snakes start slithering around so that there are bouncing balls, so many doves and snakes snakes everywhere but no, we've got to get out of here please. so they run out of the attic close the door out into the backyard onto this windy cloudy gorgeous march day yeah they're like if there's going to be any more balls popping out or there's going to be any more doves flying out of nowhere we need to take this shit outside so they're like uh, we're and they keep commenting how hungry they are which i think is so they're odd. so hungry. but there's a reason for that but tim is like um you let's not get lunch just yet i have to see everything that's in this kit so he opens it again there's an explosion noise not so loud outside he says and Ginny starts grabbing he's like stop Ginny you pro- like stop just grabbing things we have to be careful she says, there's a carrot in here I'm so hungry I'm so hungry I'm so hungry so she just bites into the carrot and there's a there's a flash of bright white light and Ginny in front of them shrinks and turns into a white rabbit <gasps> oh my gosh so what Tim has been threatening her all book is so, true and hey turn her into a rabbit she's really angry makes at, angry rabbit noises and thumps him with her foot the shock of the rabbit and they're like here have another buy, have another buy the carrot maybe you'll turn your turn you back but then they hear a car in the driveway and they realize oh no the parents are home what are they gonna do Hurry, oh wait bite this carrot bite don't, it don't worry daniel it was just a false alarm it was just a car pulling into their driveway and then backing right out and driving down the street oh they're thank okay god and the genie bites the carrot again and nothing happens so they're like oh what do we do maybe there's something i don't know something in the in, in the kit that can help us yeah maybe there's instructions what about the wand and so he uses the wand again but it starts shooting scarves out of its tip and starts vibrating in his hand. He's like, no, oh, this wand's doing nothing. But they find a piece of paper in uh, in a pocket in the kit. And it says, Carew, Marie, Odonaloma, Malinu, Carano. It says instructions and it has everything listed that's in the kit listed and it says how to use it. And he sees, the, finds the word carrot, but the wind blows the paper away and no. they chase it just like they chase Claire's rabbit across the stream into and the then, woods then and this... it gets carried away forever and ever and they can't there, find it. And then there's this sequence to me that I was like this is this book for me starts out like pretty strongly I guess and it's like there's some kind of interesting elements to it but like you guys this is where the book starts to fall apart because it's it's like almost over it is almost there's like what 10 pages left or something yeah and it's like you know, we waste a lot of time just running around town in the neighborhood trying to find this piece of paper. And that goes on for quite, a, quite an extended amount of time. So they're like, what do we do now? And Tim's like, we need Amaze's help. So they put everything back in the kit that they can. They pick up Ginny as the b- rabbit. She bites him. Stop it. And Foz rides Tim's bike and balances the magic kit on top of it. And Tim rides Ginny's bike and puts her in the basket. And they ride to, they ride to Midnight Mansion, which looks uh, uh, still pretty creepy or in, during the day. But, but not- oh, no no you guys they go up to the top and they see that there's a sign out front that says sorry closed oh, oh no no what oh. are we gonna do I guess I guess that's it there's nothing they can do but Tim's like no actually he, he's probably rehearsing in there right now let's go around back and um they go around back and they they find themselves in a long kitchen that leads to a hallway. It's that yeah, hallway. Yeah, like, there's just like a door and a door open in the back of Midnight Mansion. And so they, just they just break in, they walk just in, right in, go to Amazo's dressing room, and they see that his door is ajar with the light on. And Tim's like, uh, "Mr. Amazo, are you in there?" And no response. And walks in there, sees a dim lamp on like a dressing table, and Amazo sitting on the couch, staring straight ahead. So this is this is a little bit frightening to me because you have. There's just this, you know, tall, skinny magician just sitting there, staring ahead, not Blankly. saying anything. And he's like, Mr. Amazo, Amazo, he doesn't say anything back to him. And Tim's like, I don't mean to bother you, but um, oh, this guy's such a jerk. Um, w- um, excuse me, sir. And he's like, Foz, come in. And Foz's like, is he asleep? And there's no response. And so, like, Tim's had it. So Tim's like, oh, Mr. Amazo. And he goes to tap him. And Amazo falls over clunk. Like, oh, no. He's, he's dead. dead. dead he body. died. And then they realize, no, he's a big oh, wooden wait. puppet. And it's like, what? what? Foz lifts his head. And they're like, oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. What do we do? And then they hear a voice say, hey, punk, I told you to beat it. And the voice comes to the other side of the room. And in Amazo's chair is a, a white rabbit. 
And Vaz is like, I think that rabbit is talking. And the rabbit's like, of course I'm talking, stupid. Look, looks like there's more than one dummy in this room. I can do lots of things. I'm a magician, you see? So there's like six pages left to this book. And so now you realize that, and we're going to read this in just a second, that Amazo has been a puppet the whole time. A wooden puppet was that was on stage talking to Tim, you know, doing magic tricks, when in reality, it is this little white bunny, like, like fast-talking, you know, mush-mouth, like, don't mess with me, kind of rabbit, who's the one who's been in charge the whole time. And it's like, you're amazed at what happened to you. And the rabbit says, it's a long story. Let's just say I had a rival, a real powerful one, a sorcerer, actually. I'm turning the page. And uh, by the way, this, you know, Amazo, the rabbit is talking and he's rude. He's like a total jerk. And he's like, be quiet and listen to the story. If you talk, stop talking, you'd like learn something. He says, the sorcerer guy is named Frank. And, um, Tim's yeah, like, follow you, us here, guys. Uh, this is so confusing. I had a, a, a sorcerer named Frank. Yes, a sorcerer named Frank. You got a problem with that? Can I finish talking? This, um, uh, I'm just skipping over. There's like a bunch of dialogue where Tim and Foz are like, what? A sorcerer named Frank? What are you talking about? He's like, let me get to my story. Here's what happened. I was at the height of my fame. I was the most brilliant magician in the world. I made appearances on all the top TV shows. I had millions of fans. Dopey little kids like you looked up to me. My tricks were the most amazing anyone had ever seen. And Frank was jealous. He was a sorcerer working alone in a basement. He could cast amazing spells, but he was kind of ugly with a high-pitched voice. <laughs> and people didn't take him seriously. He wanted to be famous famous like me, but he wasn't. So he turned me into a rabbit. Funny, huh? Turned the magician to a rabbit. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Ha, ha, ha. I'm not powerful enough to reverse Frank's spell. I'm a magician, not a sorcerer, but I refused to let him stop me. So I built that mechanical dummy over there. I made him look just like me. And I kept on doing my shows just as before. And Foz is like, so you control the puppet? You make it look as if he's the magician performing all the tricks? And Amazo's like, I just said that, didn't I? You're hard of hearing? And Tim's like, you know, you're really rude. You're the rudest person or rabbit I've ever met in my life. And Amazo's like, well, sorry. You know, being a rabbit gets on my nerves. And that's sort of his like backstory he says I, you see I can't let people too close I don't want anyone to find out my secret it could ruin me so like as a rabbit he made this giant wooden puppet that he can control you guys it makes no Frank sense. the sorcerer <laughs> and Tim's like wow that's crazy um that's so nuts. But um, I borrowed your magic kit, and uh, here, it's, here it is. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry <laughs> about that. And you and see, Jenny this is ate my... the carrot. Can you help us? Can you help us? And, and um, Amazo's like, I'm Amazo, who is now, from, from now on, when we say Amazo, we're talking about a rabbit, talking rabbit. And Amazo's like, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do. Chapter break. Next chapter. There's nothing I can do because it'll just wear off by itself. And they're like, what? How soon? He's like, well, how many bites did she have of the carrot? And they said two. And he's like, all right, well, then how long ago? About an hour? And he's like, okay, it'll probably wear off in about half an hour. Okay, okay, great. So Foz takes Ginny home and everything's fine. And Tim's like, actually, Tim's like, Mazo, wait, actually, second. This is talk to you for a second? This is all some bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you're my, you're my idol. I've looked up to you my whole life. And Tim has always had this, he says this a couple times in the book, how he had this fantasy that after the show originally, or maybe even now, he'll get to sit down and finally have this conversation with the Mazo, his idol, and share magic secrets and talk about magic and how much they love magic and they can like you know bond and like give him some advice how to be a great magician one day he wants to have this like big heart to heart and say how much he admires Amazo and Amazo is like well alright kid how would you like to join my act I'm tired of working with that big wooden dummy anyway and I can't explain how that works and Tim's like that's my dream it? I really want to be a great magician like you some way I'd love to join and um Amazo's like, all right, cool. So Amazo hops over to him, kicks the door closed, and says, why don't we give this a try? Dot, dot, dot. This, I'm going to read the last chapter of this book. Okay, do it. And that's how I joined Amazo's act. I was so excited about being a magician. I said yes without even thinking about it. I guess I should have asked a few questions first. Don't get me wrong. I love being on stage in front of clapping, cheering audiences, but I don't like hiding inside the black top hat. And I hate it when the Amazo dummy pulls me up too hard by the ears. That really hurts. I also hate it when they forget to clean my cage. 
Sometimes they forget about it for days. I guess I made a little mistake. See, when Amazo said he was tired of working with the big dummy, I thought he wanted me to take the dummy's place. I didn't realize this he wanted to retire and have me take his place. I'm not complaining. Amazo gives me plenty of juicy lettuce and all the carrots I can eat. I even have a stage name of my own now. At last. It might not be my first choice, but it's still a professional name, Fluffy. The best part is, I'm on stage every night in a real magic act. My dream, my all-time dream, how many kids, or I mean rabbits, can say their all-time dream came true at age 12? Uh, so I'm going to read the first paragraph and last paragraph of this book. Do it. Pick a card, any card. I spread out the deck of cards in front of Sue Mailer, face down. She giggled and picked one. I'm really lucky. Don't you agree? Uh, so when I was when I was rereading this book this time around I was actually at the poolside and Daniel was right there and I kind of looked over him I was like what the fuck because like I do feel like again R.L. Stein kind of writes himself into a corner with this one where he has like a really kind of fun idea maybe a twist ending in mind but this backstory and how it gets wrapped up it so quick no at the end sense. I was like what like this is the end of the book this is not one of my favorite books and I definitely have to say this is not one of my favorite TV episodes you in gave fact, this book a C minus by the way I, I think I stand by the C minus I think C minus is about right I do appreciate the twist kind of at the end but um, um this is a good twist yeah I probably won't read this one again and I don't think I think this is only only I think my third time reading this book um, I do have some really stupid trivia that I thought made me laugh that's oh, from great. there's the Goosebumps Wikipedia page which is not like an official kind of thing but sometimes I check it and just read about stuff and I just wanted to read you this is considered trivia on that okay Tim and Jenny's father was mentioned by name in the book Bill Swanson and then this is like and this is the second part of tri trivia Tim and Ginny's parents are often grumpy and Tim feels like neither of them appreciate him or care about his magic tricks but there could, more, there could be more to them than meets the eye number one Mr. and Mrs. Swanson have shown signs that they still love their kids they're probably just grumpy because they hate their jobs Number two, apparently to Mrs. Swanson, Ginny's karate lessons are very important, and she says that girls need to know how to defend themselves. It kind of creates a possibility that Mrs. Swanson used to be bullied in school, and she didn't want Ginny to suffer the same thing. <laughs> Number three, Tim must have done some things that his parents didn't like, as he said to Foz that Ginny could do no wrong in their eyes. <laughs> Whoever wrote that... I, I'm going to thank them in my nightly prayers today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, dear Lord, thank you for, for whoever took the time I know, dude, and thought like, about that. Really that think about there. the Swanson family dynamics and all that stuff. So the television episode, you guys, is definitely one I feel like you should skip. It's not one worth watching at all. We'll talk about it, of course. We will. Um, the number one thing that I remember from this episode is um, the actor who plays Tim is this actor. His name is Dov Tiffenbach, who I was a really big fan of when I was a little kid because he played the boy with the purple socks and Harriet the Spy. If that means anything to you, will you marry me? Um, because that means a lot to me. A boy with purple socks. A man of mystery. He never talks. If I were known only by my footwear, I'd hang myself. And so that was always exciting. However, I do think this episode. Um, I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna well, say it. Let me give the stats first. Yeah. Or, okay. Of course. This 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 episode was season two, episode four, mm -hmm. and it aired September fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. Oh wow! So it was later in the. It was pretty quickly after. After the book came out. Wow, that was really fast. Yeah, actually. just later that later that year. Yeah, it's definitely it doesn't follow the, the exact plot, but it, it is inspired by it. And um, I think it holds the worst acting ever in a Goosebumps episode. I, I I probably said that already on this podcast, and I might even say it again. But I have to say that Dov, the lead kid, is I think he's fine. But you pointed out something that I think is true, Daniel. That it is, I know it, it's got to be true. The actor who plays Amazo is not an actor; he's just a magician who has to act. There's a horrible cam there's a horrible character that is not in the book that we're going to describe in, in just mere moments. But also, I think the actor who plays Foz is the worst actor I've ever seen on television. He's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty piss poor. Is he and not? Is he in another episode? I don't think so, Daniel. I don't know how they hired. Why that do I kid think was. he's in um, Don't Wake Mummy? It's possible. I will say that this episode seems, for some reason to me, dated and not in a 90s way. It looks like it's from the 70s or something. I don't know if it's the color palette, but it's such a garish, ugly, old-looking episode. <laughs> well, for me, it's like the... Like the the calliope you know 
Ooh, they really wonky, take warbly, like Seinfeld jazzy score. Yeah, I'll I'll put in some clips in the score for sure, and they make some really strong choices with that, and it's um it's a choice, choices. <laughs> So the episode starts off with uh, Tim and his, and Foz, who is not at all like he is described in, in the book. Again, there's an unsuccessful like guillotine kind of prank that goes on where they think that they accidentally cut off Mr. Malik's hand, which to be which to give them to be to be um, in, in defense of the episode that's really scary actually and a, yeah. a hand getting cut off. You know, I actually think this episode does a pretty good job of uh, fish of efficiently adapting this book up until a point. Yeah. I think it's up until they open the magic, uh, the uh, Mezo's tricks, bag of tricks. I think the book, the TV episode actually does a really good job of condensing and getting to the, getting to it. Yeah. So it starts off like, you know, Foz and Tim are in the magic shop that, you know, um, Mr. Malik gives them the two tickets and, um, you know, Foz is like, I can't go on a school night. And then it's not until Tim is sneaking out on a school night to go see the show that Ginny pops up. Up. She's as obnoxious as you think she should be or would be. Um, and, he, you know, very, very quickly they go from sneaking out and then all of a sudden they're at the magic show and then you're watching the magic show. I and wrote down a note for her. I said, mom hair with headband. <laughs> She's kind of floppy mom hair. That's true. We and never. Speaking of moms, we never see the parents. Never. No, uh-uh. They're not even in the episode nope. at all. And so, um, you know, Tim gets called on stage. The magic shows. Um, yeah, we just cut to the show. We don't see them getting there. We don't see them getting in. They're just already there. Yeah. And, but but I, I think it's interesting when they sit down, Ginny has like a drink. And yeah. Like, and it's not a very big crowd, too. There's like it's very, there's very like six small. tables, maybe. And pretty quickly, Tim is on stage. He gets put in this kind of it's not like um the, the the fifth dimension or whatever is described in the book. Well, I, I want to say something really quickly before we get, get to there. Yeah. The the actor, you know, the magician does some genuinely pretty cool tricks. Yeah. And he is going to bring a, 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 a volunteer on stage and says, I haven't tried this much yet. In fact, I tried this last week. So, it, 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 you know, this is a disappearing act. If you see if you see a redheaded boy with a Hawaiian shirt, tell him he got A's and, and his cat had kittens. His cat had kittens and everybody like laughs. Oh, yeah, there's some really like um, yuck, 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 like stupid ass jokes that Amazo tells. But he's like, let's give it another try. So he invites Tim on stage and puts him in like a box and pretty quickly after like a spin, he like falls down, you know, like a glowing neon green shoot and he kind of, you know, lands in a dirty mattress just like the book. And we cut back to the magic show and like he like opens the top of the magic box and instead of Tim being gone, there's a redheaded boy with a Hawaiian shirt. It's like, oh, I I actually thought that was kind of funny. And so like Tim stays down there for a very long time, like waiting for someone to come and get him. No one does. The show ends. And then um, Colin Mockery comes to the door (laughs) and says, hey kid, the exit's down that way. If you don't know Colin Mockery, he's from um, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, anyway, which is this really random cameo just for like one line, which is kind of ridiculous. And he sees at the end of the hallway the dressing room. He goes in there and, you know, we don't see like a Mezo sitting there dummy style, but we do hear a voice say like, yeah, kid, get kid, get out of here. But like, you're a brat, beat it. But it's, 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 it's confusing to watch because the voice of the rabbit, you know, or Mezo or whoever it's going to be is so far away that like, it, it kind of, it's kind of odd because it's like, hey kid, you're kind of a brat. And he's like, are you calling me a brat? And it's like, get out of here, kid. It's like, okay. So he, you know, takes the mat, he steals the, the the magic tricks just like he does in the book and they open the magic tricks and there is a weird it's not a, an explosion but it's like a weird sound effect yeah and so like Ginny and he are like playing with stuff and pretty quickly after they open it up um there's like it's kind of hard to explain but there's like he puts this, on a jacket and like a fake snake pops out of the yeah, sleeve yeah and there's like this like very fake snake there's this kind of like giant um like flag thing that's on the end of a pole which is like and you Ginny's know, like what's this and you like okay so you like lift the pole up and the flag is like dangling from it and it looks like a thing like if you're on the beach and you're wanting to see you changing you lift it up around you like that kind of thing and Tim's like oh you just stand behind that and then it's a disappearing trick and she drops it and has disappeared 
and instead of her being the, you know he's like oh my god she disappeared but not she hasn't disappeared well she has disappeared and in place of her is a rabbit but it, this is where we differ from the book <laughs> greatly and it is it's really cringeworthy oh, and not very not very fun to watch. It's a rabbit, and it's the rabbit is not Ginny. It's um, L. Sydney. It's L. L. Sydney, wizard extraordinaire, who is like a disgruntled, like sort of angry magician who like what was it? He like became a magician's assistant or something. What what was the story? He like his or no his. It, so, you know, he was like, ah, I'm out of Sydney. I was a magician. But he's like, you know, Amazo was my hero. I loved Amazo so much. And I went to one of his shows and I wanted to show him this wand. Give me a sign. You want a sign? Go to the corner. It says stop. <laughs> what are you looking around for? There's nobody here but you and me. But, 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 but. What are you, a motorboat? Talk to me man to man. But you're a rabbit. And you're a kid. It's a figure of speech. Besides, I am only a rabbit on the outside. Inside, I am Mel Sydney, wizard extraordinaire. My act. If you're Sydney, then... Mel Sydney. If you're El Sydney, then where's my sister? Where's Jenny? Hey, what's the foot? She's gone, disappeared. You can blame Amazo. He has all these evil tricks. She should have left this stuff alone. Oh, man. I knew I never should have taken that magic case. I have to get my sister back. If I don't, my parents will kill me. Me, me, me. What about me? You know how long I've been a rabbit? The humiliation I've endured. I met Amazo when I was just a young boy. Starting out in the world of magic. He was my hero. Mine too. That severed head routine with the guillotine. A terrific gag. It should be. I invented it. Really? So what happened? I got to meet him backstage one time and he encouraged me. Before you know it, I was on my way to being a star. Then one night I run into Amazo. I had this magic wand I wanted to show him. Hundreds of years old. It was real magic, not some tricked up prop. Amazo went nuts. He stole the wand. In fact, he stole my entire act. And if that wasn't enough, he turned me into a rabbit. And now he uses me in a show. Is trapped in the body of a rabbit. And he was like, because of his own magic wand and, El- and Amazo's evil. And he's like, we have to steal back my magic wand. Amazo has it. And he was like, I'll turn your, s- I'll-, I'll bring your sister back from disappearing, but we have to go back to the Midnight Mansion and we have to find my old wand from Amazo's stuff, you know, before we can do that. And he's like, uh, he's like, really rude and mean and has a bunch of really terrible jokes about hey stop kid don't make me nervous you're making me twitch and, and it's, it's like shots of a rabbit like twitching its nose and it's like hey watch out that's my lucky foot and, it, and, and it's, they're it's like clearly just like footage of a rabbit like yeah, noises it's, after everything it's, it's like so cartoony it's clearly like footage of a rabbit that's like you know eating you know munching on carrots or like rabbit pellets but they like try to make it look like the rabbit is speaking like it's like oh god so they go back to the ma- magic mansion they find a cabinet full full of wands and he makes Tim try all the wands and says like a magic word and different stuff happens like not like a supernatural magic just different magic things happen like scarves fly out or I don't know and when he eventually finds one that does nothing and he's like that's the one and that's the one that's the magic one he's like give it to me he's like hey you'd bring my sister back or whatever and uses that blue thing to and uses them he's like you say the magic words tim and with that wand and tim like makes up a magical rhyme and brings jenny back and jenny's jenny immediately appears and says i'm I'm telling telling mom Mom. and runs out of there And then Amazo shows up. And when Amazo shows up, like, you know, uh, uh, Tim tries to hide El Sydney, the rabbit, from Amazo and kind of shoves the wand down with him, like, in this kind of box. And he's like, oh, hey, Amazo. And, like, Amazo walks up and he's like, you found my magic kit. Thank God you found it. Hope you didn't find that rabbit. That rabbit's evil. 
And Tim's like, what? And it's like, yeah, that rabbit was an evil magician named El Sidney, and I had to turn him into a rabbit. And then he's like, uh-oh. And then, like, El Sidney kind of, like, bursts out. And it's like, I'm so offended. I mean, it's just like the most... This white guy who's in, like, this mariachi outfit for some reason. You know what I mean? Who's like, I'm El Sidney with an accent all over the place and a sombrero falling off of his head. <laughs> literally he turns he turns amazo into a rabbit and then it's like so it's like oh no you know el sydney was evil this whole time but then el sydney's like it's so fucking stupid el sydney's like you're great you're the great timothino you know you should be in the act you could be in the act and And tim's like really all right so then you know it cuts to i kind of like this moment actually if we're gonna go this way it's like we cut to a magic act where el sydney is doing a kind of terrible magic act and everyone terrible jokes and people in the audience are like to hate not him or be scared it. of him somehow they're like wow that's a scary siren and all the people in the audience are are annoyed by his jokes and are having a terrible time and like then it's kind of this disturbing image where he like you realize that you know El Sidney has turned um, Tim into a rabbit too and so now Amazo and Tim are rabbits are both rabbits in El Sidney's show and he takes both of them and he brings them over to like this two-headed guillotine and he like he's like oh don't be afraid to split hairs or something like that and he like puts them there and so we just have this shot of these two rabbits with their twitching noses literally their heads sticking out of a tiny rabbit-sized guillotine and Amazo in a terrible not-acting voiceover is like, don't worry, Tim, I'll get us out of this. And Tim's like, what? And quit show business? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I need a volunteer from the audience, someone who's not afraid to split hairs. (laughs) Don't worry, Tim. I'll think of something. And, and that's, that's how the, the episode ends. Oh, you guys. You guys, it's not one. It is one, That is one episode to skip. So that was Bad Hair Day, you guys. <laughs> um, up next, we have Egg Monsters from Mars. We told you things are going to get really weird. I feel here like we things go. turn a corner here a little bit. Yeah, things are going to get really kind of kooky and crazy. That's I love good. Egg Monsters from Mars, though. I'm really excited. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, super weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for your feedback and your reaching out and your tweets. You guys are magical. Yeah, we absolutely love it. I'm so sorry we had such a bad hair day. If you have any questions or want to say hi, you can email us at welcome to deadcast at gmail.com or just like find us on Instagram or Twitter. You can do it. Yeah, we love um we love tweeting people on Instagram. I I mean and we love tweeting people on Instagram and Instagramming on Twitter. Wow, no, you do? I do, I love it. My Twitter is irobot you Jane, and my Instagram is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. And Daniels on both are Danny Mac 769. That's right. And I just or you can just search the reviews. hashtag welcome to deadcast and you can find us that's true thank you for your reviews my friends yeah. you wrote a, a super super awesome review thank you so much and you know keep listening and spread the word spread the word because there's more goosebumps coming and it's coming big Ooh, and I'm yeah. so excited oh yeah um, so we'll see you guys well we won't see you guys but we hope to hear from you guys soon next time if you dare wow Angelica that was a really really good magic show I-